What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Roberta here. In this episode, we are going to talk about an unconventional approach to growing a business. How about no marketing and not getting your own sales, but fully fueled by referrals, generosity, and good service? If you're interested in this unconventional strategy, make sure you tune into this entire episode because the guest who joins us today is the CEO of Wheelhouse, a company that helps businesses with their digital strategy. He's got over two decades of marketing experience that have helped him get incredible results for his clients, such as doubling affiliate sales in 100 days and the execution of a marketing strategy that grew a customer base by 900%. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Aaron Burnett. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. I'm pleased to be here. Aaron, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success, and your success in business is very unconventional because a lot of people think you got to be marketing, got to be hustling, you got to be doing all the selling, but it's just getting a few great clients doing great stuff for them, and then they get you referrals, and that has been the main engine for your business. I am wondering, uh, before we get into the growth point, how did you get those initial clients? Was it just people who you knew and then that led to all the referrals later on? Like, how do you get those initial clients? Yeah, so really the, the inception of the business uh, was uh, from a position of generosity and helpfulness, which have in fact grown into two of our core values at Wheelhouse. I was providing advice to friends, to people I was introduced to who needed help with digital marketing. Uh, in the early days, we were focused entirely on SEO. So even before I founded Wheelhouse, uh, because I had expertise in SEO and had run marketing for other companies and digital marketing had been a core part of what we did, uh, I was just being helpful to the people around me. And as I was doing so uh, and providing advice, I not infrequently uh, kind of got the response, well, th this is great. Is this is something I could just pay you to do? Could you do this for me? And it's something I enjoyed doing. And so that became a, a part of uh, the services that we provided. At the time that I actually founded Wheelhouse, I was an owner in a user experience design company. So we were focused on software design and interfaces for very complex websites, e-commerce portals, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, SEO became a new practice area within that business. Over the course of the next couple of years, the SEO practice grew so quickly that it actually became larger than the UX design side of the business. And I bought my partners out and Wheelhouse was spun off as an entirely separate entity. We're about to celebrate our 10th year in business. Wow. I mean, it's really awesome how you just talk about your knowledge and people understand that you're knowledgeable. It's this scenario where, okay, if I really wanted to, I could do it myself, but I don't really want to. I'd rather not learn the skill and just have someone like Aaron do it for me. And then it builds into something because you do great work for those clients and then the referrals come. Did the referrals come naturally or was there a little, hey, do you know someone who could use my services type of an ask? No. In, in fact, I don't think I've ever asked that question of anybody. Uh, that question would make me very uncomfortable. The referrals just came naturally. The, the reason, part of the reason that they did is, you know, there's such a difference between 
interacting with someone who you know is just talking about something because they're enthusiastic, trying to help you because they really do want to be helpful and they're doing so without expectation, right? That has a very different emotional feel than talking with a salesman or a BD person who also might be enthusiastic and is also fully engaged in the conversation and also might be giving you equally good advice, but you know there's an ask coming. There's an expectation. They really want to monetize that interaction. And because I recoil so much personally from those kinds of uh, kind of inauthentic sales interactions, I don't have that gene. I'm not capable of doing that with anybody else. And so I just helped people. They recognized that I was truly trying to help them. And as a consequence, I think that's disarming and made me someone that they wanted to work with. And that has become a core part of our culture here. We actively train people never to think about monetizing a relationship, never to think about uh, achieving financial advantage. What we teach people is take exceptional care of clients, deliver exceptional results, and the financial side works itself out. In fact, we say to every prospective client and every new client, we exist to be helpful, and that helpfulness isn't constrained by our contract with you. You might have hired us to manage your digital advertising, but if you have an analytics problem, ask us and we'll help. If you have an engineering problem, ask us and we'll help. Within the bounds of what's reasonable and realistic. We similarly say, we're going to be generous. Generosity is a core value here. We'll be generous with our time and expertise. We're almost certainly going to do work you're not going to pay us for explicitly, but we'll look out for your best interests. We commit to do that. And you'll look out for our best interests, just like we're the nice people we were before we came to work. And the money side just seems to work itself out. And that has certainly been the case. In five of the last six years, we grew 55% year over year with no formal business development and no marketing. And it's interesting how you mentioned the no marketing. Have you ever considered like at the beginning stages, like doing the marketing to get in front of people or has it always just been serve the client and then like good karma? Yeah. For, for most of the life of the agency, we've been so busy keeping up with our rate of growth that we really haven't had the bandwidth to go out and, and launch much in the way of external marketing. So we're bootstrapped. We have no outside investment. A growth rate of 55% year over year means we're hiring a non-trivial number of people and training them uh, and you know, building out the operations and infrastructure that are required to support all of that. And that has taken most of our time and resources in most years. And just the like, part of a successful business is having the right people on the team. And for a service, there's only so much you could do. Like at the beginning, it's good if you're doing all the heavy work, but at what point would you suggest bringing someone else on the team to help with the ads? And then you have more of like a working on the business versus in the business. Yeah. So I haven't worked on a client engagement in probably four years. And prior to that, it would have been fairly limited. The people who work for me are much better at what they do than I am. Uh, and, and I guess the rule of thumb that I would use is that you should try to work yourself out of a job as quickly as you can on a lather, rinse and repeat basis. And so as soon as I had uh, revenue and capacity that enabled me to hire someone, either as a contractor or as an employee, 
I focused quite hard on teaching them everything that I knew and, and trying to hand them their part of the operations and the business so that that no longer was my responsibility. And with the delegation, you gradually do that with more and more tasks. And as long as the revenue matches up for it, you could have any type of lifestyle you want uh, just by doing all the delegation. Now, normally for a business, you delegate with the intent of using your extra time on a more profitable activity. So scheduling social media posts versus talking with potential clients. One of them is obviously more valuable from a revenue standpoint than the other. But since marketing wasn't a part of your equation, like what were you doing once you delegated certain things? Like where did that extra time go for the business? Yeah. So a lot of focus on business strategy, a lot of focus on culture. So our culture, um, as you've, you've already gotten a sense of, is very different than any other agency with which I've come in contact. So this notion of helpfulness and generosity at the core is a part of it, but so too is another core value, which is joyfulness. Um, I don't want Wheelhouse to be a place where anybody comes to grind it out. Uh, just to get paid. This should be a place where we get joy from the work that we do, either through learning or something we deliver to a client or interactions with one another, uh, or the, the place where we come to work uh, so long as we're not locked down for COVID, which we are right now. And so really cultivating a sense of uh, joy in the culture, uh, getting people to understand the value of generosity, uh, both with clients, but with one another, the value of being helpful, cultivating those things as uh, kind of mental muscles so that they're instinctive for the people here. And then working on business strategy and working on developing our own technology. So we have developed uh, quite a bit of our own IP, um, our own uh, technical platforms, and I've spent quite a bit of time on that as well. And when you do have a business, a big piece of it is the thinking. You, I mean, some people, they literally take a whole day, just write down ideas, plan out strategy, not really take any action, but just plan because all that planning, it gives you a better sense of where to go next. And that is something people can miss out on if they're only doing the marketing, if they're only doing the content creation and you can get very stuck if you don't take that extra time to just think a little bit and just the simple delegation can really clear up space where you think of that big idea that then takes your business to the next level. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And that actually uh, has taken me a long time to learn. It's something that I still have to remind myself that motion doesn't equal value. Hmm. That uh, actually pausing to think uh, and clearing out uninterrupted time to think uh, at length and uh, deeply has much greater value to the company and for me personally than just continually staying in motion. And for people who they feel like they're in constant motion, maybe they got like all these different places, they're creating content, they're doing so much work for clients. How do we hit that pause button? I think you have to, I know you have to schedule it. You have to structure it, right? You have to find that point in your day where you really have cleared the decks and given yourself uh, time and space and permission uh, to be contemplative uh, and to think deeply about the issues that you're facing and uh, arrive at the plans that or the ideas that you're going to use to uh, meet those issues head on. I think a lot of that depends kind of on your circadian rhythm, right? When are you most awake? When are you most alive during the day? If you're a morning person, 
I think there's nothing like doing that first thing before you dive into your email or dive into anything electronic. You've got a clear head and you're hopefully most alive and most awake and most clear headed. Um, and you can spend time then. It, it might be in the middle of the day. Again, that's more of a permission issue, right? You have to give yourself permission to actually go take a walk if walking is how you do it best or uh, schedule time away from the office so that you can spend that time thinking about things carefully uh, and considerately. But so again, it doesn't happen unless you schedule it. That's certainly been my experience. Otherwise, it's the larger your company becomes, the more you're always behind on all sorts of little tasks. There are always 15 things that you could be doing yeah. instead of actually thinking. And that never goes away. So part of, I think, what you have to do is your, your company grows and your career matures is become comfortable with being uncomfortable about what still needs to be done and still carve out that really important time. Yeah, you got to pick your battles. Um in any business because you're not going to be able to get everything done. There's always something that you could be doing, but you do have to pick time to just pause, think, and really reflect on how you're growing your business because you could come across an unconventional thing, no marketing. And yet that is something that's been really working well for Aaron and his company wheelhouse wheelhouse that will be in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. But do you recommend we go anywhere else to follow all the work you're doing? Yeah, you can check out our website. That's wheelhousedmg.com. Uh, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn uh, or on Twitter. Uh, love to hear from you. We will have all of those links in the show notes. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. All right, thanks very much.